We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app this has every chance to escalate to a higher level because the houthis have expressly said if we attack them on their territory they're going to start attacking americans and american interests in the region what is our plan for that and, and look, this is a potential strike that could draw us into a war. And I think the president owes it to the American people to That's explain what he's doing to make sure we <laughs> want to go into a war. I don't. But I'd like to hear from the White House on exactly what the plan is and how this follows American law and the Constitution, which it doesn't. Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. <clears throat> no, excuse me. That was awful. Let me try that again. <laughs> Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Tara. That's the first time I've spoken this morning. Weird, right? Oh. Uh, 100 precision guided missiles lobbed into Yemen to make it look like we're fighting them. But we're not. Not really. This is uh, Nathan Solis. He's Trump's ambassador at large explaining this on Fox News. We've been telegraphing all day the fact that these strikes were coming. If there was a Houthi terrorist in Yemen for hours, if if there is a Houthi terrorist who was surprised by this, like they've got to be the dumbest terrorist in the world. It would surprise me if we actually managed to eliminate any of their leaders or the people who are responsible for these attacks on Americans and on commercial shipping. It looks like the administration was telegraphing this strike precisely to avoid casualties on the part of the Houthis. Oh, it's exactly what they were doing. Oh, exactly what they were doing. Well, that's this just one of these situations, from my perspective, too little, too late. I, I mean, honestly, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that we finally responded, but this is too little and too late. This, this should never have gotten to this, uh, to this extent that it has. Just ridiculous. And for those wondering, responded to what? Okay, so what's been kind of going on? It's sort of been in the background in the news. It, it hasn't really been, you know, in the forefront. Um, our first of our of all, our commanders on our ships have not had permission. Imagine this to fire back up until now. They've not had standing permission. Um, So they've had to get permission in each case to retaliate, which is absurd, which led, of course, naturally to the Houthis finally going after one of our ships, an American ship. They had been targeting uh, ships from other countries before. So that's all gone on the last couple of days. Um, And so now um, we are pretending to hit them back. We have actually hit them uh, but we give them warnings so they'll be okay, so we don't do any major damage, and God forbid take out any of their commanders so they can get right back on their ships, come after us, uh, and menace others in the area. If you want to know, why would we do this? Well, they, uh, our supposed leadership, you need to listen to yesterday's Battleground America podcast. 
I literally, I literally forecast this, completed the podcast, turned it in, turned on the TV, and there it was. And I was like, yep, mm-hmm. They want to get into a war with a nuclear-armed country. This is the goal. Do not underestimate their determination to do this. Now, the good news is they're totally incompetent, and they've been trying this since the Obama administration tried to get into a war in Syria that involved nukes. They failed, but they tried really hard, including false flag uh, operations, totally lying about the Syrian government, attacking innocent people. It ended up being our jihadists who did it with our funding and training, not Syria. They lied um, to try to get into the war. And Obama tried to get into that war. He tried hard because they wanted a war with Russia. Now, they don't want to hold it at our address, the United States of America. They would like to hold this war either in Ukraine now because they failed to get into the war in Syria. They're trying now in Ukraine. They're trying now to use Poland, as I documented uh, in the podcast. They will try to use Poland to get into this war with Russia, having failed utterly to get into it on on, on Ukrainian territory. We'll see how that goes. The backup plan, and you got to listen to Battleground Podcast, Lee, is to try to get into some kind of war with Iran. The problem with Iran is they're not nuclear armed yet. We need them to be nuclear armed. So we are rushing the money, rushing the missiles at them to get them nuclear armed. So we can have this conflict. I explained the whole thing in the Battleground America podcast yesterday. And you cannot, Lee, you cannot look at what has happened since September. And if you're a logical, rational person, come to any other conclusion. Let me tell you why. We have shoved 16 billion dollars at them since 9-11 at Iran. I'm just letting that sink in for a minute. We gave them six billion dollars using the excuse of the hostage transfer. We transferred person for person and said, oh, hey, you want this six billion. Literally, as the news was breaking that they had enough nuclear fissile material now uh, to probably make three or four bombs. Why do we shove six billion dollars at them? Well, we would find out when Biden was on the plane on the way to Israel and we announced we're lifting the sanctions. We're going to let them expire is what we did. We could have renewed them easily. Uh, we, we are we are going to allow the sanctions to expire that that do what? Forbid Iran to buy the missile to deliver the nuke. We let them expire as we shove six billion dollars at them. A, a forensic investigator, Lee would see this as a crime scene. So then Iran, knowing we support them and we're funding their activities, we're all good, Iran goes and does October 7th. Makes sense, right? Massacred, they're good. They know they're good. They know really they're good. That's what happens when you shove $6 billion at them. What do we do? We reward them with $10 billion more. Let that sink in. It was frozen funds and and Joe Biden, well, you know, in November, we did, we loved that October 7th um, attack because that's how Iran sees this. Go ahead and do that some more. Here's $10 billion. It was frozen in Iraqi accounts. We gave it to them. You have to read the, the Jewish media, the Israeli media, to find out. They've since drawn down on it at least twice. That was three, four weeks ago, so I'm sure they've drawn down on it again. They have $16 billion. And all of the sudden... The Houthis have all of this shiny new equipment. Yemen, you know how poor Yemen is? Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, oh, it's high tech. It's not Saudi Arabia, that's for sure. Joe Biden 
is you can only conclude he is paying the Houthis. They are basically a, a you know a, a faction of Iran paying the Houthis to attack us right now. Why we want a war? We want it badly, but not just any war. We can get in any war we want to. Go attack Guatemala tomorrow, whatever. Make something up. Well, we got several the, going on right now. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah, but we, they're not special. We need a war with a nuclear armed country in order to bring about the kind of lockdowns and crackdowns they want in this country. I'm going to play all that from Tucker Carlson. I went deep dived into it yesterday and explained the three ways they will try in this year to get into this war. They have three, three routes. One is Poland, Russia. Two is get something going with Iran. Number three, an attack on a grid in our soil. And all of those might actually work together as it gets blamed on Russia or Iran, or they actually do want to get us into this war. They're trying. They're trying hard. And they know in order to meet the election deadline uh, that they have got to really help Iran ramp up the surge for nukes. That's why they fed him the $16 billion, not million, billion dollars since 9-11. Because if you look at the Iranian timeline to get the nukes, it literally, with the money they have now and the lifting of the missile sanctions, you're literally going to have a nuclear-armed Iran uh, by about September. Perfect. Perfect. The only thing to be better is an attack. They want it. Trust me. They want it. And so when you watch the Houthis, understand they are an Iranian proxy. Now take these attacks that you're seeing and picture them with some nuclear component for a moment. And let me, I mean, I don't know if people understand this. Trump had the Iranians on their yeah. knees. Yes. They were, I mean, literally hungry. Hunger in the street. They, were, they did not have enough food. Mm-hmm. He had them surrounded. He had them cut off. He had them sanctioned. They were on the verge of overthrowing their leaders in desperation. Mm-hmm. And... Total control. And then what did he do? He starts picking off Soleimani. He starts picking off these people. He had them terrified. Terrified. Wow, you know, I'd like to strike the U.S., but I might die in my living room. Along with the rest of my family. Oops, did we hit them too? We don't want to do that. That's why we hit a turnstile at an airport. So... Do you understand Joe Biden and Barack Obama lost four years with Trump? They lost four years in the development of that nuclear program. They were trying to get a nuclear armed Iran, get into an attack. The ultimate would be if you could draw Russia in through a con- conflict with Iran. That would be really awesome. This is how evil these people are. And this is why Barack Obama, Lee, you remember, was sending uh, pallets of cash to Iran and said, oh, it's only you know, 700 million. Well, no, it was actually 1.6 billion. <laughs> kind of lied to Congress about that. But here's the thing. Now they just, they transfer the money during the hostage transfers. They are trying to get into a war. That is what this is. So when you see this bizarre juxtaposition of, well, we finally hit the Houthis after 148 attacks um, on American troops, right? We finally, like, we finally hit them. We did a little bit of hitting Iran last week, but we do it so we don't hurt them. Why? We need them in good fighting shape so they will hit us again. It is the most bizarre foreign policy I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. It's completely destructive. But once you accept that they're not weak, that the Biden administration slash Obama administration, they are not weak. Once you understand what the goal is, it is armed conflict with a nation that is nuclear. Again, not a nuclear war. Not on our soil anyway. They want to hold it in some other address. 
Uh, Red Sea sounds good this time of year. Hey, and you know what else they've accomplished? So exciting. Do you realize 20% of world trade is now compromised by this mess? Oh, yeah. And what did what did Biden run on? He's going to clean up Trump's mess in the Middle East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By getting into a nuclear armed conflict. It's the goal. We'll see if they get it. Now, the good news, and I don't want to scare you too much. The good news is these people are completely incompetent. And they've been trying for this war since uh, the Obama administration. They failed in Syria. Because Putin's just smarter than they are. And he's got a calmer head. So let's pray that Putin continues to have the sense here. The problem is the Iranians do not have the sense. So it's going to be a wild year, folks. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Happy Friday. Boys, chaos out there. I got to tell you what. At least we're hitting the Houthis back, right? Even if it's only pretend. This is the aspirin factory strategy. First invented by Bill Clinton. Now, but if if you want to understand what's happening here, listen to my, and I don't, I don't beg you to do this often because I don't want to be in your face about it, but yesterday's Battleground America podcast, I don't do predictions much, but I explained how our elites are trying to get into a, a, a war with a nuclear-armed country, not just any country, nuclear-armed country, in the three ways they're going to do it. And I use Catherine Herridge's prediction, CBS reporter Catherine, Cher- Herridge, Catherine Herridge, Herridge's prediction uh, of a Black Swan event this year and the three ways she says it will happen. And she's right. And I tell you the three areas to look for, we will try to foment a war by the election. There's three ways, there's three ways we're going to do it. It will happen. Now, I'm not saying they will succeed. I don't know that. But I know they'll try. Just doing it already. And you can already see the signs of it. And I lay that out in less than 15 minutes. So this was, a, this was an important one for you to understand, like, the context of everything going on our, with our foreign policy for the next year. It's not going to make sense unless you listen to this Battleground America podcast. You can always get the Battleground America podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We're on every podcasting uh, platform. Or you could just text... Keyword battleground to the text line 71307. But this was a really important one yesterday. It gives you a framework to watch the whole year that is coming. And it explains really, you'll start to see through the news, really simple things like, why do we put off hitting the Houthis back? Why do we pay Iran $16 billion so they can hit us? We're funding them hitting us. We want them to hit us. We do. Why are we not responding? Except a handful of times, so 148 strikes on our troops in Iraq, in Syria, by Iran. There's a reason for that. Why do we let the Houthis clear out? Why do we not hit their critical infrastructure? Why do we not take out their leaders? Because we need them to fire at us and the world's shipping lanes. We need that. We need that to get into the conflict. Their first choice for a conflict is Russia. Their second choice is Iran. Uh, And they need Iran to be nuclear armed, which is why we are shoving missiles at them. We are shoving $16 billion at them since 9-11. Last three months 
shoving the money. And why we do fake things. Here's one of the fake things we do. This, I, I, I laughed out loud when I heard this. It was Fox News. Huh. Okay. Sorry. Did I? There you go. It was Fox News. Uh, and, and I heard that we were putting sanctions on the Houthis. And I went, why would we do that? We're trying to get into a war with them. They need the money. We're putting sanctions um, on Iran and the Houthis. And I went, wow, are we clawing back that $16 billion? That would be a total about face in our foreign policy. But listen to see if you catch the catch. Our foreign policy is very fake. Here you go. These new sanctions came on the same day as yet another attempted attack on container ships in the Red Sea. The Navy says it shot down a drone and an anti-ship ballistic missile that the Houthis fired yesterday. The Treasury Department says the sanctions will hit three exchange houses and one person who helped facilitate the flow of money between Iran and Houthi rebels. The, shank- the sanctions freeze any U.S. assets belonging to them and prevent them from doing business with Americans. Oh, to catch the key part. The sanctions freeze any U.S. assets belonging to them and prevent them from doing business with Americans. That 10 billion tranche that we gave them to buy the missiles with and complete their nuclear program. It's Iraqi. It's, it's in Iraqi accounts. It doesn't freeze the actual funding for the nuclear program. Again, when you see something blow up in the Red Sea and now our ships are getting attacked, we paid for that. You paid for that. Or it was paid for with funds we unfroze. And American people don't understand this. They are not being told. So what you're seeing there is individual financial houses being Frozen, who did some transfers, which you're seeing there is individuals being so being being sanctioned, but not the chief funder of Iran and the Houthis. And that is Joe Biden. It is like nothing I've ever seen. Once you understand we're funding all of this, we want it. And we are mocking our allies with it. I mean, this is why I will never, as long as I live. There will only be a few things I'll remember in the nursing home when I'm drooling from my life doing this. I will never forget Joe Biden after the Hamas attack. He's in the air. He's on the plane to Israel to have that meeting. The whole world's watching. Hey, we're backing Israel. And they wanted to let the world know we don't really back Israel. We hate Israel, actually. Not me, but our leaders. And they wait till he's in the air uh, and Israel cannot slam the door shut on him. He's on his way there to announce we're letting the sanctions on Iran expire that forbid them from buying a missile. What kind of missile? Specifically, the kind of missiles needed to deliver nukes. We let them expire. And then weeks later, we gave them $10 billion. Come on. If you're a forensic investigator, no partisan affiliation, you're a space alien watching this. We are the chief funder of Iran's nuclear program. Everything the Houthis hit us with, we made sure they had the money to pay for. And you know what else we did? Joe Biden, one of his first acts upon coming into office, all this will make sense to you now. We took the Houthis off the terror list. They're not a designated terror organization. Crazy, right? Why would you do that? What would be the sense of doing that? Well, if they're a terror org, you can't fund them via Iran. 
you could potentially be brought up on charges for that. So they had to take the terror organization designation off in order to begin shoving the money that is needed at them. That is where we are. Now, here's what's scary. They are saying they are going to retaliate against us. They're going to retaliate against us. Jim Hansen, former Special Forces, uh, who is the editor of the Middle East Forum, explained the terror of that. Anyone of military age who has wanted to walk across our southern border has been able to do so. And the Biden administration, instead of dealing with that as a threat, has welcomed them, given them resources, and moved them throughout the country. So essentially, we've been bringing everyone in with no idea who they are, and now I'm certain that terror groups, including Hezbollah, oh, yeah. have used that to place some of their operatives in the United States. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've been running crime syndicate type operations previously in the United States. We've caught them doing that. So they, there's no chance that they didn't take advantage of this. It's a massive failure by the Biden administration because the United States inside our borders is just one collection of giant soft targets. We can't protect all of it. And if they decide to take advantage of it, they can't. And, and American citizens will die. Yep. Coming up on the show, uh, I'm going to remind you of our previous reporting, how Joe Biden has been secretly flying unvetted Iranians, thousands of them, into the country using the CPB1 app. So Joe's bringing them in. He's making sure they're here. Today, they don't have to do that walk across the desert. Highly inconvenient. Big problem. And with very little betting. 97.3% of them weren't even vetted. Remember we had that uh, six weeks ago? Watch all this. This is what they're doing. Uh, Texter writes, hey, Tara, well, Hunter was in court yesterday and Miss Fanny has her issues, so it's Operation Distract underway. Your host misses nothing. We will cover it all. Stay tuned. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. What's the most, I, I, you know what? This is, uh, you're going to do the show because it's Friday. You're going to do some of the show. What's the most scandalous thing you've seen at work? Have you seen something at work that was like, wow, if this hit the internet? Something so shocking. I had a coworker once and he was on the radio. He was also a genius at fixing radio equipment. There aren't a lot of those, by the way. And he single-handedly kept this radio station that he and I co-hosted on up and running. We had the, he had this whack job manager. And there was a guy who worked there that had had bowel surgery. Had to have a colostomy bag. God bless him. Nicest guy. And the manager decided he didn't like that guy. Well, he didn't want him around. He liked him, but he didn't want him around because he smelled. Horrible, right? So 
he tells my co-host, who also had a management title, to fire him because he smelled. And because he didn't want to do it himself. He felt bad. The guy had kids. So my co-host refuses to fire him. Says, I'm not, I'm not doing that. That's inhumane. It's not happening. So my co-host gets fired for not doing it, for refusing. Now I'm not doing it. It was a matter of hours before the station went off the air. Just off the air. People didn't even know how to turn it on in the morning. Like, how to, like, how to, how to it was automated, but there were things that had to be programmed into it to get it to keep her up and running. He was the only one who understood the system. The other guy did not understand. Station goes off the air. Total perfect hostage situation. So the guy that I worked with is just sitting at home waiting for the manager to call because nobody can get back on the air. He hired him back by that afternoon. Didn't even make it a day. Other guy kept his job too. It was glorious. And you're just sitting there going like, wow, the wall, wow, the lawsuit. You know, the funny thing is the guy with the colostomy bag might have been better off getting fired because, oh my gosh, the lawsuit. Like come out ahead of that financially. But it was one of those rare justice in the universe things. Happens every once in a while. It's great when it does. What have you seen at work, though? Your coworkers that you're just like, what on earth? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Here's one. A movie theater manager got busted for undercharging people who paid cash. She'd charge them the children's rate, pocket the rest. Turned out she'd been doing it for years, stole tens of thousands of dollars, went to prison. Uh, here's another one. Freelancer at a magazine tried to get people to unionize, but didn't know the staff well. So he put a list of phone numbers together, called them to say how awful the owner was. Turned out one of the employees was the owner's wife. He got fired. For improper use of work email? I love it. By the way, these are, um, <clears throat> uh, this is uh, from a Reddit forum here, but I'm hoping we can add to it. Text me your, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe this thing I saw at work story. I had actually a good one earlier this week. Uh, and by the way, the text line, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. A great one earlier this week. The, this woman who is a nightmare apparently at work, I can't believe she got hired, came in for her interview and sat through it with her husband. Brought her husband to the interview. Hmm. Texter writes, oh, that's awful. I don't like when people cut their fingernails in the office. Is that going on where you work? Hmm. Nasty. Anyway, text him to me. So what we're going to do is we are going to do all the hard news of the day, but we're going to we're gonna run this throughout the show. So I'm going to keep taking these as we go, just to have fun. Because it's Friday, right? And you're not really seriously working. You know what cracks me up about the upstate? Have you noticed this? I don't know if you've noticed this. If you want to avoid traffic, like rush hour traffic, on most of the days of the week, you, you, you pretty much leave out at 4, right? 4 p.m., missed the 5 o'clock. Not on Friday, though, man. If you're not, like, good in, in traffic on your way home by 3 p.m., you're getting caught in it. Because everybody's sneaking out early. And you know what's so funny? Have you noticed 
the hour that happens on Friday in the upstate's creeping down and down. And I think it's because there's more people here and the traffic's getting worse. It used to be on Friday, if you were out by three, you could pretty much breeze home. It was still getting heavy, and but but you could breeze home. It's 2 p.m. now. Have you noticed it? It's two. You got to be out by 2 p.m. Texture rates, Tara Halloween 2004. We had a young lady show up dressed as a dominatrix. So, yeah, got to wonder. Texture rates. So if a large group of illegals executed an attack on U.S. soil, could not Biden, even though illegal, deploy U.S. troops on American soil and issue lockdowns, forcing pause on elect election and obtain total control. Uh, yeah, no, there's so many great control options here. And I laid them out in yesterday's Battleground American Pocket. They, once you understand and accept, they want an attack on our soil. They do. They love an attack on our grid. And one of the things that freaks me out, uh, because of the control it would give them, they could go back almost into lockdown posture, um, but they could also do what the World Economic Forum has been forecasting. They say, as if fact, there will be an attack on our grid by the end of 2025. They call it um, the they they call it the, uh, the they call it a pandemic, but cyber pandemic. And they say that after the internet comes back up, we'll all have to get Nikki Haley's uh, digital ID to be allowed to use it for safety. For safety. Uh, texture rates. Can't read that one. Uh, okay, we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip that one. So, send me something I can read. My children in the car. Thank you very much. This is not an X-rated show. Okay. Uh, texture rates. Boss lady and HR lady got walked in on by the big boss playing piano. Ooh. Mm. Boss and HR lady got walked in on by the big boss playing piano. Uh, they. Both got fired because the big boss and HR lady were boyfriend and girlfriend. They were all married. Oh, my. Uh, you don't work at a law enforcement agency around here, by the way, do you? Because we've had almost that exact same scenario in some of our law enforcement agencies in the upstate. Google it. Or don't. <laughs> if you're at work. Texter rates. Um, go... Good morning, uh, good mar good morning, Tara. Um, good morning, Tara. I saw so I saw an emergency response trainer who does a lot of FEMA talk, uh, talks talk. I think they mean talks about how they train people. It's based on forecasting and predictive models. First three trainings of twenty twenty four: infrastructure blackout, civil unrest, mass casualty events. Uh, yeah, I believe there's a reason we could secure our grid for about sixty billion dollars. Almost exactly what. We spent on a, on Ukraine. And former CIA director Woolsey's been begging us to do it since 2010, and we have it. Tells you everything you need to know. Congress, I mean, could just vote it, but they won't. So it's going down. It's only a matter of time. Texture rates. What? <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Texture rates. One time, they installed a dementia patient as the head of an organization. It was a disaster. I can't imagine what organization to which you refer and finally, whoa, two female teachers all playing piano with the same male teacher all at the same school in the upstate. All are still employed. Wow. 
I got to say, you guys work at a more interesting place than I do. That I know of, anyway. Unbelievable things that happen where you work. Texture writes, love your show, Tara. I worked in a lab. Uh, for some uh, for some of the days we didn't have a lot of work, I decided to try to improve costs on one of the products we made millions on. I did develop the way to save money producing the product. My boss's boss said it wouldn't work. I had everything documented in my lab book. Months later, he put out the same formula for the product and got the patent I should have. Oh, I am so sorry. Is there a way to sue? Oh, you know, that's almost as bad as the story of the guy who created Keurig. Like, you know, those K-Cups? Have you ever heard that story? Oh, that guy. He spent years developing the whole K-Cup concept, right? Uh, and that's the, and, and the machine to go with it. Revolutionized the production of coffee, made it so much better, so much fresher. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. He went into debt. He, you know, was just about broken. Couldn't get anywhere with the thing. It finally went, hey, you know what? It's time to pull the plug on this. I, it's, I, I got to cut my losses. Sold the rights for $50,000. Look the story up. And it's much more in depth than that. My husband and I were watching a YouTube video on it the other night. Like, we're just like, oh, and it just like it almost physically hurts you. And of course, the person who bought them is a gazillionaire. Ugh. Anyway, there you go. All right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, did you see this? I had a gut this was going on, but this confirms it. White soldiers are fleeing the military and not in small numbers. White soldiers are fleeing the military. This started in 2018. I'd be thinking, wait, weird. Okay. Didn't have the problem before 2018. Now we did. Trump was in office then, right? But who was the big mouthpiece? Millie. That freakazoid Trump should have kicked him out the door. It was Millie. It was all DEI. It was all of that. And keep in mind, when you say military, it's not military, military. Barack Obama purged the military. He did. And it took folks a couple years to figure out this is now an anti-American organization at the top, at its leadership. And then you throw Millie in there running his mouth. And listen to what happened since 2018. Everything was fine up till about 2018. Um, a total of 44,000 new white recruits in 2018. About normal. 44,000 new army recruits. Race, Caucasian. Okay. Fast forward from 2018 to 2023, it's only 25,000. So it's fallen from 44,000 to 25,000. No other demographic group has seen a precipitous decline. So when you see these stories, oh, we're bleeding recruits, we're not getting them, it's white, it's, it's white men. Okay. Who are white men generally if you break them down with polling? The most conservative people patriotic people in our society. They are. I mean, you can prove it with polls. No other demographic group has seen such a precipitous decline. Folks, none of this is by accident. 
by the way. It's all being engineered. What is military.com list is the reasons for this. Well, there's some blah, blah, blah about COVID, blah. Yeah, but it started in 2019, so it's it's not it. Growing obesity epidemic, yeah, blah, blah. Ah, uh, here's the real reason. Partisan scrutiny. In other, why, in other words, the recruits are looking at the toxic, quote, culture of our military and going, eh, eh, nah, no, can't do it. Folks, when you announce they're going to use the code of conduct to criminally prosecute recruits for using the wrong pronoun, you just throw your hands up and you're like, I give up. I can't. I can't. And then the whole shot thing, what a mess. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 